I'm Tiffany Josephs. Welcome to Magic Carpet Life, the podcast. I believe this is the most auspicious time on the planet to create a vibrant, soul-satisfying lifestyle, and I'm here to be your guide. Each week, we'll chat about inner life, personal style, creating work that lights you up, and all other ways to bring magic into your everyday life. Your life from the magic carpet starts now. Hi everyone, welcome to Magic Carpet Life, your weekly wonder trip into the infinite discovery of who you are. I'm your host and guide, Tiffany Josephs, and I am here to romance the world to a higher love. Why are you here? Have you thought about it? Have you written it down? Have you shouted it from the rooftops? Well, this is your time. The world has never been more ready to receive your unique magic. And you can think of me as your cosmic cheerleader on your path to discovering just how true that is. Thank you so much for tuning in and let's get started. Today I have a beautiful, amazing, miraculous, miracles, that's the word I have with you. Mm. You create miracles all around you. This is Sarah Davison Tracy. And I want to start by reading the bio that you have out in the ethers and interwebs. And um, I'll just start with that. And then we're just gonna, we're gonna fly today. Before we started filming, I was saying to you how everything just sort of dropped when we sat on the couch here. And with different guests, there's a different shared space. Some friends are giggly, some are more cerebral, some are, are just in different places. In this one, everything in me just wants to be very slow right mm-hmm. now. And so I'm really going to honor that with you today and um, get to fly the carpet in that, in that rhythm. So let's see what kind of magic we make. <laughs> so Sarah, whether traveling the globe or nestled in the backyard of her home in Colorado, with her husband and two beloved children, Sarah Davison Tracy is a devoted human rights advocate, author, speaker, and founder of Seeds of Exchange. Seeds of Exchange is a collective of everyday people who are committed to light up the world so that a mighty difference might be made together. We do what we do. See, it's that look that you have. It makes me want to cry right away. <laughs> People that are watching need to see your eyes. Good God, Mama. Ah, Seeds of Exchange. Um, We do what we do. I'm speaking as Seeds of Exchange because we believe that we belong to each other and that each and every person matters. We passionately work to make an indelible dent in global human rights and in one another's day-to-day lives. Sarah has published two books, which we are totally going to share with you today. And those books are titled uh, Live Ablaze and Light Up the World and Soulfully Ablaze, A 40-Day Journey to Light Up Your Life and the World. Sarah, thank you for being here. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. How do we even begin to enter? (laughs) What, where do we begin? You're a mom, you're a wife, you're a human rights advocate. Um, 
you are a creator, you are an artist, you are style, you are expressed. Mm. How did you arrive to your radiance? Mm. This, is, this is where I want to begin. Okay. Because when I am with you, whenever I've been in your presence, which I want more and more of. The more time that I spend around you, I want to be neighbors. Um, I com- I'm affected by you. I am affected by your light. So that's a real intentional thing that I can imagine you, you work with yeah. is your light affecting others. But we all have our stories of how we get to this place. Yeah. So were you always carrying this light and was it always as as easily and powerfully expressed as it is right now here on this couch. Mm. Okay, so before we started this interview, we were talking about high school. Yes. Right? And how much you loved. Yes, the year your of 18. Scene, the year of 18. And you made the comment that you also are so glad to be where you are now. Yes. And that gave me goosebumps because that is really what I what I feel about my life in terms of there there has always been this passion to be light yeah. and to be love and to be loved yes in my life but it has never been as the glow is brighter every day mm. that I feel in my heart that I get to receive and that I hope I get to bring. Yes. So, uh, you know, it's it's been, the embers have been being stoked for uh-huh. my whole life. Yes. And there's been some hiccups where, you know, just life was hard and the flicker was kind of dull. Yes. Because um, it ha- it's not been always big and bright, but um, with a lot of, support of my my tribe yeah my community my relationship with the divine mm-hmm. and my husband and my kids and just this robust gift of tribe mm. it does get bigger yeah that is such a golden thread through all that you express yeah. you talk so much about belonging that yeah. we belong to each other yeah and that's a real um it's a beautiful concept, mm-hmm. and it's a um, it's a it's a uh, you know a, a mantra that we hear so much of now yeah. as we're moving more into a collective experience. Yep. But harder to actualize mm-hmm. because in order to belong to each other, it means that I have to bear my soul. Mm-hmm. I have to be seen, mm-hmm. and so this this I'm intrigued and in how you stepped into tribe like what was that journey like for you where you went from me Sarah into us and you know your passion and getting to that point yeah I mean that even I would say I mean to continue the thread of the very beginning of the conversation I have always had this passion to connect um, connect that like sense of who I am, like at the deepest, truest place uh-huh. with people around me. So when I was a kid, um, like our house was always the hub on the weekends. Like really? I, I tell, I, I literally have these, this picture of my mom pulling out trays and trays of nachos, you know, piled high with cheese and olives and salsa. And it was just like, kids would just come in the door and our, I mean, we would like that. We were the, the gathering place. Wow. Thank and you, mom. so, right. 
Right, and she's an introvert, so even thank you more. Because <laughs> she was like hosting this wild party all the time. The nacho queen. The nacho queen. But I share that because for me, a lot of a lot of my life has been paying attention. I kind of call it like the treasure hunt. Mm. Like the treasure hunt of, of what are the things that have just, like they're in my DNA. Like I don't have to try. It's just like there. Uh-huh. And it's just about kind of following the crumbs or following the trail step by step and and um this tribe piece or this community piece that always has to involve belonging because otherwise it's just about like being busy with a lot of people around right it's very like you know and you know the difference between the two when you get in that space right but it's like okay how do I just show up and bring who who I am where I am what matters to me in this moment and, and like draw out the same, whether it's like one person or a group of people. Yeah. And, and, and there is always a treasure there. There's always a gift for me to be able to say like, how do I keep it real today? Does that mm. mean like, does that mean like shouting from the rooftops, like something amazing going on instead yeah. of like being like, I can't right. talk about that, that people will think I'm being cocky or something yeah or how do I be like I'm like hanging on by a thread like that's the truest part of my story today and then just be it bring it and try for me the reason that I'm so committed to doing that myself and to, to to inviting people to do that is that I think when we crack that door open of whatever is true in in me and invited in you that's where the light comes because when I'm, it is important, this, sol, this kind of solitude and the contemplation and the quiet that happens just in me, that is an important piece. Yeah. In the pages of my journal, as I go for the walk, as I take a bath at night, you know, all of these sacred, very solitary pieces. But if it stays solitary, whether a high or a low, mm. I believe we get really, like things get dark mm. inside. So that's where the light comes. That's why the light and the community is so intertwined for me. Yeah, Does what that is make the sense? magic of that? There's something, it's so true. It's like the Martha Graham quote. Yes. She said, the, the world won't have it. Yes. What is, the, what is the magic of having all of this yeah. inner, pro, a rich, beautiful, deep inner world? Yeah. I love that you talked about that when you were talking about the treasure hunting, you talked about going in. Yeah. Whereas as some people might think treasure hunting going out, and that's a part of it too, but it's really, you know, digging what's already there yep. in your DNA, which infinite, there are infinite wonders yeah. inside. Yeah. So you, so for me personally, I have a very rich inner world to the point where my husband's like, hey, I'm over here. <laughs> If you ever want to share any of that, yes. you know, you know, I, yes. he used to go in my journal, you know, to, to, not that he ever would, but he'd know a lot more about me reading my journal than oftentimes he would know yeah. just during the day because yeah. it's so deep and so precious and sacred. Yeah. But there is that other part. It's almost like the fulfillment of love when it can be known, yeah. when that treasure that I'm finding yeah. can be shared and known. Yeah. It's almost like love's the exhale yes so I I don't know about you Tiffany but for me I I the word that hits me with what you're talking about is this invitation to witness Mm. like to witness each other and to be like 
to, to, to reflect like, here is what I see about Tiffany today. Mm -hmm. And, and kind of, I, I mean, to go with the light and the flame thing, it's like fanning the flame that we see in each other yeah. that I, and that is why this community piece is so important because I think there are pieces in us that don't get fanned until other people are like, you know, yes, doing that yes, or cheering us on or, or, or helping us see things about, about that inner part of us that we, for whatever mysterious reason, we don't see until the other people are like, do you see that? Do you understand yeah. how bright or how powerful or, or do you see that superpower? And I just, I, I mean, in my, I think that's one of the things on a divine level. I think that's one of the things that is the good and bad news of, of being human is we can only get so big and so bright or go so high or do our thing with others yeah. in that witnessing companion moment. Yes. I can hear angels singing when you just said that. <laughs> Yeah, it is so true, and yet yeah. a practice yep. of opening yep. and being seen and being vulnerable to, it's risky. It is. Because, you know, it, it's not always going to be received, and nope. we all have our stories of times when it wasn't, and the pain yep. associated with, you know, when the light just goes, you know, yep. um, and I think, wow, that's a big one, is... What is the fear of the fear of of um, the fear of our light? Yeah, there's a lot of fear around that that I see with a lot of radiant women and men, for that matter. This sense of um, you know going out into the world yeah. and being me. Yeah, this is who I am, mm -hmm. and having that not be received. Right, whether that's from a neighbor or from a teacher or yep. from whatever. And there's that, it's a real bummer. Yeah. When, <laughs> it's this yeah. sense of like, oh, okay. Because I feel like for me, I'm always wanting to attract that this. Yeah. I'm always wanting to attract this. What is this? What do we call this? When two people can go, and the wonder is shared, yeah. and there's like this resonance. Yeah. Maybe that's the word. Totally. I always think of it on a, like a, language level, you know, that feeling when you're traveling and you're in a place where, you know, there's a whole, a whole bunch of conversations, but it's not your language. And then you hear your language and it's like, Oh, well, that's my language. That. So it's kind of like in the hubbub of the world, there yes. are those moments where you will have a moment with a complete stranger yes, or someone that you didn't know so well. And all of a sudden you have a, like, we are talking the same language and this is awesome. Like, yeah, absolutely. Because There's then what can happen? Underst yeah. Once that note is shared, once mm. that, once the hearts are opened, yeah. like that's when the magic of humanity, right? Because there's nothing to do. No. There's nothing to, um, it's not mental. It's mm -hmm. not like you're in this space, you know, which is yeah. fun. And a pro but when you can have a shared heart space, yep. that's when tribe, right. that's when the, that, um, that magic happens and you've done that intentionally with seeds of exchange. Oh you've yeah. brought that fiercely. That's yeah. the word that I hear. Yes. Fiercely. Yes. So tell everybody that's listening, let's start entering into the world of C 
deeds of exchange and what that movement is about. Okay. So here's, I'm going to, I'm going to return to the treasure hunt Uh in answering that question. Because for me, when I was a kid, I have these moments that I remember that have all led up to this current seeds of exchange movement that you're asking about. The current version. One, I remember a tea party with my beloved aunt Debbie and Mm. we were wearing floppy hats and we were sitting out in the garden (laughs) and she's an actor. She just, she just, and she can do accents. And so she was, we were pretending that we were having tea with the queen. So she did, had an English, a British accent. And it was the first memory I ever had of an accent. Mm. And I just remembered that lean in of like, what's that? That's, that's so beautiful. What just what's, happened? Happened? what's happening here? And so anyway, so we, we played and, and then the other piece, the next kind of treasure hunt clue, I was a kid and that, that plastered my room with like National Geographic pictures and world maps. And I would mm. go to sleep like with, the, like looking at this mama's eyes, you know, mm. from the, from somewhere in Africa and just being so intrigued and seeing her jewelry and her smile and thinking, what's her world like? Yes. Right. I was just so curious. And then I had the incredible just gift in my life to go to India when I was 15. Oh, you were young. I was young and, um, had the moment that you're talking about with us on this couch had so many moments on this trip to India. I am the outsider. I am the one that doesn't speak the common shared language. Um, And I fell in love with the whole thing. I fell in love with the sound of the rickshaws, the horns honking, with the chai steaming on the streets with trying to wear a sari, you know, six yards of fabric, you know, with the dancing, with the the music, with the sense of um, sisterhood Mm. that I felt with these women, because I was there doing some work with women in in this orphanage. Um, Went to Mother Teresa's house for the destitute and dying. Had these moments, right, of... But what happened was for me that really was like the one of the like lighting the fire moments was I had these moments so different, like all of the things I just mentioned, so different. And yet I felt this sense of we are not so different. We mm-hmm. have quite a lot more in common than we do that is different. And I got to have conversations about that. I got to listen to to men and women and children about what what their dreams are what they want it's like you know to 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 feel like i'm here for a reason Uh i Mm. want to provide for my children Mm. i want to um have a house instead of a tarp over my head Mm. is what one woman told me i mean like desire for security and love and making a difference in the world. I mean, that's a shared sort of experience. So I had yes. this this wonder at 15 of, of finding ways to celebrate all of these incredible, stunning, beautiful differences and far surpassing that, finding extraordinary places of, um, wow, 
we speak a different language and we look different, but we are not so different. Wow. And that, that uh, seed was planted in me mm. as a teenager of finding ways to like bring that story, make those connections, like wrap my arms around mm. the world, you know, and, um, and invite myself and people that I came home to, you know, share my pictures and stories with of like, what does this mean for us? Like, this really could change how we go about our day-to-day life if we cultivate and light this fire of interconnection and love and belonging. Mm -hmm. So I've done all kinds of things in that arena over the last 40 years, and Seeds Seeds of Exchange is the most recent baby so seeds thank you for sharing that story yeah. thank you for aunt debbie i know right? and for all the photographers the national geographic yeah. that brought us so that took us places mm-hmm. and and thank you to all those people and, and all the people that have inspired us yeah that we'll never see again right that just a, a moment with them completely created a trajectory totally like the one you're on right now yep um, so I just wanted to bring gratitude to that because mm-hmm. I was sharing that with you on the journey of your, your yeah. you know, magic carpet ride. So mm-hmm. seeds in the way you're, you're explaining it are really these memories, these moments, the captured moments yeah. and the seed is yes. planted. And I think, I don't know if we were recording or not when I was uh-huh. saying this, talking about the trail. Yeah. Like you have this trail when I see you energetically there's just this trail of love mm. and it's all behind you and there's all these beautiful people it's like when you walk and all of us when we walk in love yeah. are planting yeah seeds i totally believe that grow that. yes and we don't know it but yes. they're growing and other people are enjoying the love that we shared yep in that moment so 100%. it's almost timeless it's like outside of time and space yeah the magic of love yeah and we, and I think that's part of the humility, right? Of, of being human, of like, we're not God. We don't know what's growing in that trail behind Unknown. us. Yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. doesn't matter. It's just like, what's here today and what seeds can I plant? Yeah. And who, who do I get to water seeds with? Here it's you. And who knows who's going to listen to this podcast 20 years from now? Right. And the cool thing is, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. It just, it's like us showing up and, and doing our thing. And that for me is about freedom and joy of like, that, that has been part for me of the light growing bigger. Because for me, I think a lot of times in my life, because I've always wanted a life of meaning and purpose and mm. making a difference. And, but there were seasons in my life where I just like, it was like the gritted teeth and the you know, quested and like, mm. what am I, what am I here? It was very frenetic. Like, tell me who, who am I? And right. how are you doing what you're doing? And you're so cool. And I'm, I totally suck. Yeah. And I could never do what Tiffany's doing. And it was all that, like, you know, I, I did the, what color is your parachute and the artist's way. And I had gone to <laughs> retreats and I mean, everything. And those are all good. Those are of all course. amazing. Yeah. But for me that the, the sense there was something in me in a lot of the questing 
the doubted, mm. the doubt, like, I thought, okay, I, I totally get that most people in the world are here with a special gift, with a special something, but I don't know. I wonder if I really have it. And I really, and that is why this belonging and mattering, this message is so important to me because I think, I talk to people all day long and sometimes people say it outright and sometimes mm. I feel it, like that feeling of like, wow. It's almost like the bigger the world gets, the smaller a person can feel. Absolutely. Or the more amazing, I think this is part of like what challenges people about community. It's like, can I be in a community of really amazing people and not feel really small? Yeah. You know, so I, I think that's part of the invitation of like, even before you know what your superpower is, what your gift is, can you be big and bold and bright? I believe, yeah. Without but I believe to. it's hard. I mean, I believe there's a lot in our thinking that's like, oh, you better dare not do that until you have your website and your program and your, you know, cocktail, you know, your pitch. Yeah. No. I'm like, no. What if we all just show up and we're like, I, I am here. I'm, um, I belong here. I have mm -hmm. dignity. I have worth. I am loved. I don't have it all figured out but I'm gonna be here and be a part of this conversation in this community, and I don't need to shrink for any reason, and I don't need to hustle. That's, oh. that's good news. Yes, that is very good Because life gospel. can be so much about the hustle, <laughs> right? Like, once I do that, then, then I can hold my head high, or mm -hmm. then I can, you know, be in community. But I'm gonna stay here, I'm gonna stay in this quiet little spot until I have like the, until whatever the dot, whatever the fill in the blank is. But for me, I had a lot of fill in the blanks before I thought I was worthy. So yeah. that's why for me, I'm just so like, no, like you don't gotta do one thing. Mm-hmm. That's another angel singing word. When you yes. said worthy. Yes. Worth, knowing your worth. And that's relevant for us here in this beautiful home in America. And it's relevant for my friends that are, have just been rescued from a brothel in India. Mm -hmm. They don't feel worth, and, and your next door neighbor might not. Like, it doesn't matter what your environment is. It's like how whatever, whatever we have in our, our lives in the moment, the, the joy, the pain, the opportunity, the challenges, all of it, like it can, we, we can sit and be a person of great worth that is loved before we do one more thing. And I, I just, I believe that is a game changer as a human being. Yes. Uh, it, yeah. The whole world. The whole world. The whole world is, is changed when we can be in that space more and more. Yes, because then it, 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 it fills our bucket mm -hmm. up and it just, we can't help but splash it on people around. Absolutely. And, and I believe the more we, we, we live in that reality of, of belonging and worthiness and love, the more that is what we see and what we bring when we go about our day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. In the carpool lane, in our corporate work, yep. in our marriages, in our neighborhoods, in our travel, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And, and I just think that's, that's like what becomes world-changing material. Yeah, when you feel um, 
light around me is yeah. because of my overflow. You're feeling my yes. overflow. You're not trying. You're not like trying to trying to be light because that doesn't feel good yeah. to people. <laughs> it does, it's right? not authentic. No. Right? <laughs> people, people can tell. Like, there's something about the hustle. Or the, but sure. when it's the overflow, people are like, how do I get closer to that? I know because we're made for it. We're made for it. We're absolutely made for it. You've yeah. seen a lot of things. Yeah. You've been a lot of places. Yeah. I would love for you to share your experience of a time in your life, a place that you've been where it was the darkest place, mm -hmm. but in that same moment you saw the greatest amount of light coming through. What was the moment where you saw the darkness and you either orchestrated or saw or witnessed mm -hmm. that light? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so... Such an awesome question because it is one of the great passions I have to, um, I call it like wading into the deep, dark places in the world, mm. like, and, and looking for the light and sometimes bringing it and sometimes looking for it and then saying like, look, it looks like all is lost there, but there's a light, and let's talk about the light. Yeah. And let, okay, let's so do that. what's the story? Fanning to flame. Oh, um, okay. Um, I'm kind of drawn to tell two, an, a personal one and a global one. Beautiful. So the personal one is, for me, one of the darkest times in my life occurred when I was in my late teens, and um, it's a long story, but I'm going to keep it short for, for this. But the, what happened was, was there were a whole bunch of factors that came together that made for me, I felt very alone, I was very isolated, um, and I really had these deep questions of, like, my value, like, what, I'm not here for, I don't know if I'm here for any big reason and those things co combined with my tendencies towards being a perfectionist and just thinking the better I am the more worthy I was so I, all those things created this perfect storm of me having almost dying from an eating disorder mm -hmm. when I was in my early 20s because it was about two years of a journey um, and for me it was what happened in that moment was in that season was like it felt like the door of hope and light and goodness, it just like slammed shut. And I, I got into that moment I was talking about earlier where I just like hunched over and I just, my life was small. I didn't have a sense of connection, of um, purpose, of like, getting up in the morning with any, anything to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And um, it kind of took the light out so much that the reason to live got got lost mm -hmm. but the light moment came in a community and an eating disorder therapy group where a woman twice my age was telling her story that had started when she was exactly my age and she told a two decade story of exactly what I had experienced for two years mm -hmm. and I had literally a whisper in my ear of like if something doesn't change this is your story and you are made for more and um, so was she, of course. And I had this moment of like, I, it's not logical. 
but I had this moment of like the turnaround happened for me in one month where a light went on, the fire got big, the hope started growing Mm. and I uh, started eating. I started talking to people and keeping it real in that messy moment. And, um, and a sense of, um, like a future and a hope that was good Mm. was planted in me that I am now it's like that the moment of pain and darkness it's like it was such the flip side that I am like whenever I see that in a person or in a community I'm just like uh-uh that is not your story mm. it doesn't have to be your story I get that moment and let's let's pray let's dream let's talk let's fan that flame of how do we do that together mm-hmm. so the, the the global piece is my friends in nepal are from a people group called the body spelled b-a-d-i it's a caste that until this generation tiffany when if if we were born body until this generation our work is as a sex slave, either in Nepal or you're taken outside of Nepal into India. There is not choice. That is just what you do as a woman who's a body. And um, the, the, the reality of that in terms of poverty, in terms of um, desperation, in terms of gross human rights abuses. I mean, it is like the stories that I have heard from my friends of how they have been treated and what life is like in a brothel in in India, sleeping with 60 men a a night, um, being hungry, having babies and then seeing them crawl around in the brothel, like being groomed to do this very same thing. It is, it is, uh, it's like, the worst horror movie I can imagine sort of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So these women, what is happening among this whole people group is that they are being educated, they are living in community, they are um, speaking, they are telling their story, and they aren't whispering it, but they're like shouting it from the rooftops. Mm. They are getting films made about them. We are working on a book right now, sharing their story for the first time in English. They are like, it's like they are shouting, and the, the, that is the light, right? That is the light of, they both want to tell their story, but their hope is, what the seed that's been planted in them is like, If you are in a place of feeling voiceless, of feeling enslaved, of feeling like you are stuck because of who you are and where you've been born, let me tell you mine, and let me tell you the hope, and let's like bust out of of those walls, and let's do that. Their their vision and mission is to bring people around the world with them. So they are moving from having been like voiceless to not only having voice but being like, let's like, they're they're gathering a movement and generating momentum. And for me, I think that is an incredible picture of the moving from darkness to light, of moving from like uh, hopeless to hope. Yeah. So. So. 
I'm glad you turned on your AC. I would be hot right now. Body. B-A-D-I. B-A-D-I. Yeah. And this is happening in this generation. Yes. And is it through advocacy and support of people who the awareness has grown and Mm -hmm. so they've been able to overcome those that once controlled them? Yes, and it's through some nonprofit organizations in Nepal that are um, providing education for these kids so that, um, and providing a community for them where literally the girls will say when they first come from the villages into Kathmandu where the, the dorms are and the schools are, the girls will say, like, it's so amazing to be able to sleep all night without a man crawling through my window. Yeah. I mean, they haven't been able to sleep for a night. Yes. So, I mean, it's from a very, like, physical, like, just security level right. to then the big picture of, like, they're getting good food. They're, they're getting education. They're going to college. My friend, her big sister, just is the first person in her people group in the history of Nepal to buy a piece of land because they've been landless people for a long time. So, like, things are happening on a very, like, it's both kind of spiritual, emotional, mm-hmm. and then very practical. Like, Yeah, and the power of light is that it accelerates. Yes. It accelerates. And Always. people like you and through Seeds of Exchange can be, a, um, you know, holding the flame yes. and lighting another. Yes. <laughs> and holding the flame and lighting another and then finding those moments where that flame comes back like you know like holding it and finding ways that it's like that's the exchange part that I love it's is it's not like me going around and lighting all these people up or like shining light it's sometimes just going and like finding these lights and and my realizing that all of a sudden my flame is like quadrupled because of this person's story or what they've taught me or what they've inspired. That's interesting. That's an interesting right? part of it because that's, I, I think we were talking about this, but that's how we're completed or that's the, yeah. the process of love, right? right? To love and be loved. Yeah. And when that happens inside of you and you can witness yeah. and see what light has done, what love has done, yeah. you like, you move from like a regular star to like a, super whatever they, that is in, yeah. in space science when you know you have like the regular stars yeah. and then you have the yep and your light just magnetizes even yep. more totally light begets light begets light and then more light and that's the movement that's the power that's the movement and that's why I think this yes yes was named this Yes. Wait, is this the this is the journal. Okay. Let's talk about this one first. Okay. Make sure you can see it in the camera. Live ablaze and light up the world. First of all, how does it feel to see oh. your name on the cover? Well, uh, I thought you were going to ask like the joy right now because this has been <laughs> such an internal process for about a year with me and a very small team, you know, my editor and book book people, but the joy is seeing people I love like holding. It's kind of like for people that have had children. Yeah. The joy of like passing your daughter to your sister for the first time. Yes. Like the auntie is holding the baby. Right. And you the see auntie the two baby moment. Yeah. So like for you so so the joy is like passing this baby or passing this like seeing people like hold it and read it and experience it. That's that's been rather mind-blowing for me. I didn't expect that to feel so 
the coming amazing. back to you thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just seeing you hold it too is amazing. So, um, what was your question? I don't Seeing know, my name on the book. Oh yes, that moment when you're like, I did that. Yeah. That happened. Thanks to Aunt Debbie and yeah. you know, as we were saying, there's yep. like thousands of people that go into Yeah. A book writing process when it's is this a memoir? It has it has elements of being a memoir, but it's not. It's it has stories from my life, but stories from the tribe from around the world. Mm-hmm. of what is it like to um, go on this treasure hunt of meaning and purpose and connection and community and, and finding purpose in the pain? Because being human is, always has moments of pain. Yeah. Um, and, and what is it like to, kind of what you spoke to earlier, cultivate a tribe of people who are trustworthy, Mm. who because because if we're talking about sharing like our whole hearts our whole selves like especially the keep it real like really messy moments or yes. the big ones yes. not everyone wants to cheer those, those on are just as right yeah. right so a lot of it like I have a story in the book about when my daughter went on a a trust walk with her school and she was blindfolded and um for whatever reason the guy that was leading her along was distracted and she walked right into a pole and and has a scar on her forehead still and so the idea is like we have you talked about this we have scars from like sharing something that mattered a whole bunch to us and someone like you know whatever or diminished or dismissed or judge whatever the thing is yeah right so part of it is like this discerning of like how do we love big no matter who you are but how do we choose really carefully to like share those like the nail-biting things or the not quite ready to share with the world stuff uh-huh. um but but bring it out but we got to have people that 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 will hold that yes well that are worthy mirrors yeah yeah so talk about that so yes it is amazing i am ecstatic i am I, uh, Should I keep holding it up for you? I mean, really, it just <laughs> makes me so happy. And it is a picture. It's this. I talk about these both ands in the book. Uh-huh. It is a picture of of yes. It took a lot of commitment and investment, and you know, early mornings or late night. You know, all of the things that it yeah. takes to make a make something. Yeah, yeah. And it is a picture of of something. That though was I destined to write this book? Yes. Was a dream planted in me many years ago to write a book? Yes. Do I have some gift to write? I I think and I hope so, yes. But I could not have written this book alone. It's yeah. a picture for me of like this this intersection of like the gifts that we have and the stuff that can only happen with people who also have superpowers that are mm-hmm. like yes, Sarah, this is good, and let's make it better. Or, yes, Sarah, this is good, but you don't know how to market a book, but I know how, you know, like, so I've, I have all these people around, and it's like bringing, bringing this baby to the world, they help me, like, be able to actually do it. Yes, making it possible. Yeah, whereas if it were just me, it would be on my computer, which is its own awesome piece. Sure. (laughs) But my hope is to share it. Yeah. Yeah, my hope is to share it, and so then it's like, ah, 
to do that, I actually can't do that alone. I can't. I need, I need people. When did you know you wanted to write a book? Mm, I think I have been writing my whole life, like in a journaling way. Uh-huh. And um, that's one of my, and then kind of became more public of like, uh, before blogs, it was, you know, when I would go on a trip, I would come home and write stories and share them with my friends and family. Uh-huh. Um, but I had a moment, treasure hunt moment, probably 10 years ago where I was talking to my husband's grandmother, Nana, and um, I remember right where I was when I was driving, and we were having a phone conversation, and I had just written her a letter, and she called me in tears, and she was like, Sarah... Your words, they just, they just touch me. And she said, I think you have a gift that's meant to be shared with other people. And I wonder if you might write a book one day. And I remember right where I was in Denver, Colorado, <laughs> at the intersection, and I literally had goosebumps everywhere. <laughs> and I heard the angels yeah. <laughs> use the Tiffany <laughs> phraseology. And I was like... It was kind of like, could it be? And and yes, it's going to be. Like kind of the question and the excl- exclamation yes. together. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think. So then there was a lot of, yeah, you know, a lot of things between that and this. But that was a, that was a treasure, mo- treasure hunt moment of like, oh, don't, don't forget this. Don't forget this moment. I love the patience that you've had with the process because... There are a lot of steps involved, including the community it takes and finding the right people. Yeah. Um, I just have to ask practically, what advice would you give to people who are in the process, have had their Nana, is it Nana or Nana? Yeah, Nana. Nana moments where people have said, girl, you need to write or dude, you need to write. Right. Where, besides writing the concept down, what would you say to them? Yeah, so... First of all, I mean, one of my passions is I love sharing people I love with people. So I, I'll send you my my list of people that, you know, the writing retreats I went on. I found a guy that leads these beautiful writing intensives that are that I've written. I wrote the first draft of these books last mm. May, and I did on my next retreat. Tra- on that retreat, and I did my next two books, three um, books uh, draft this last last month. Um, and I love his process. So I'd love to share him and, and all the other people that have been a part of this with your, That's with your folks. Um, and I guess the other, just on a, a practical level that I would say is that, and I talk about it in both of these books, Soulfully Ablaze has 40 places of pause, I call them. And, uh-huh. and Live Ablaze has 10 places of pause. And I have them interspersed throughout the book. We call them pops for short, places of pause or pops. Uh-huh. And... And, and what I believe with all my heart is whether you're, you're a person where you're like, heck, I don't even know how I'm going to get through today, much less like a big dream of, you know, writing a book or starting a business or doing X, Y, whether you're in that place or like rocking it on, on fire, but maybe a bit worn out, you know, yeah. or somewhere in between these places of pause, um, I believe is where we get to pay attention to and tend to the treasure, the message, the Nana messages that mm-hmm. come. Mm-hmm. Because for me, if I am just screaming through life, 
like reacting and like overwhelmed or afraid or trying to prove my worth or you know if I if I'm way up here mm. these places of pause for me are um are taken from my life and friends from around the world of like what is it about creating a regular daily practice and not just like a singular moment but that practice begins like working its tendrils into every part of the day uh-huh. of how do we respond to the crazy you know the the worries the you know hard phone calls we get from a family member or the stressful call from the accountant or whatever the thing is not enough money in the bank account whatever mm-hmm. right these what, what my encouragement is is in these places of pause is to take a moment it has three parts just to like let go of the thinking the planning the strategy and just like breathe and be and i believe like be loved just take in love exactly in that moment in that moment like let the it's a very yoga i mean people that do yoga like exhale all the stuff uh-huh and then you get to it has a thing of like pondering like asking some soul questions and then moving out into engaging and like choosing one thing to do that's come out of the pondering mm. and i believe you know yes i think these books I hope that they meet people where they are and I hope it provides some clues for the journey and I hope all these things, right? But the biggest thing is I think if people there's so much wisdom in our own in yes. us, right? And so I think to your question for people that have an inkling of a dream for whatever, a book, a movie, a, to be a mom, to be a dad, to be married, whatever the thing is, to really cultivate and tend to those in a, in a soulful way mm. where there's trust, there's hope, there's love, there's intention, there's attention. And so it's kind of this like solitude, contemplation, and action. And then yes, solid, you know, it's kind of like this rhythm of like, both. If it's too much action, it's too frenetic. If it's too much solitude, it's it's too like heavy and dark and you know, it's like both. Both. And so that's the nudge is that's to, the end. to yes, yes. So the nudge is to pay attention and, and find some practices that help help you like light the fire that I believe is there for everyone. That's what you call a blaze. Yeah. And you have two of these, so. One's being launched on June 20th. Yeah. That's a Wednesday, the Mm -hmm. day that we are um, actually airing this recording. And then we have this other beautiful book, which is intended for more reflection and journaling. Is that right? Yeah, it can't. It's so the, this book, Soulfully Ablaze, I've always been in love with with any journey book, like any book or a retreat or a thing that has to do with like, something that I can wrap my arms around and, and, and experience a day by day kind of, because I just know like nothing happens like that. Right. And I've always loved this idea of a 40 of a 40 day something because in neuroscience, it takes 30 days to form a habit in the sacred world. Every religious tradition that I know of has something around 40 days. Mm -hmm. There's something in their sacred tradition. And so I'm like, well, why not combine neuroscience and the divine and 
like Absolutely. do a journey, right? And so this is for people that you don't have to be a writer or a journaler. It can be if you like to walk and think about things, if you like to speak into a vo- you know voice memo thing on right. your phone. It's kind of like, but it is set up to be a 40-day process that leads you down a path from this like kind of internal, it's like this internal and communal mm. and solitude and action and kind of asking questions about like the local like right in your home or in your neighborhood passions and what's going on in the globe that's capturing our attention and just kind of like it really is like a treasure hunt going on a treasure hunt of what matters to you what what do you want to do more yeah what do you want to what parts of your life would be really fun to um expand and and when you wake up in the morning, what's the texture of your morning? Is there a sense of joy and anticipation? And mm. if not, no worries. But how do we stoke that? Right. I love that word. You texture. know? Because mm-hmm. um, I've had a lot of seasons in my life where every morning it was like, oh, you know, way too many mornings in a row of like. <gasps> yeah, the season. That's the seasons, yeah. right? Yeah. Where you get just as many diamonds yep. as you are when. It's yep. footloose and fancy. Yep. These are beautiful books. Thank you. They're, they're speaking of texture. They, the, the aesthetically are just beautiful. Mm. And as I was spanning in, I mean, this yeah. is, this is legit, sister. We, we put a lot of work. Our, our intention was that when someone would pick up either one of these books, there would be this sense of like invitation and like curiosity and and um a deep sense of beauty you know that there was and that's actually where the places of pause came in was you know no matter how awesome a a film a a book um a conversation without some moments of pause where you can like take a breath and see what gold was in your hands it just all gets whooshed away so even the pauses we tried to make so like have this texture of beauty on the pages and images that evoke like this is a moment to savor this is a sojourn on the road so so in the busyness of life and in the crazy fast tempo the magic is to slow it down Mm-hmm. when it needs to be slowed down. Yep. And then acting from that place of yep. pure love. That's the, that's the pause. Yep. The, um, what is your favorite pause in these books? Do you uh, have a favorite? I, I have, I, I love kind of my, um, one of my great passions in life is this love piece that we're talking about. Uh-huh. And that, so my favorite probably is one of the first pops or places of pause, which talks about limitless love. Mm. And, and when love is the fuel for who I am and what I do, it, it changes everything. Because I've always been a doer. Yeah. But when it comes out of like this place of pause where there's like, literally I can be a puddle like I don't, I can just be a blob. <laughs> I don't need. I'm just don't need to do one thing, you know. But yes. then when that gets so that the the engaged part of the love, the limitless love, pop, is like 
holy moly, the things that we do when we don't need to do it to prove anything. I mean, that, it's amazing. And we, I believe we do more. I believe, I mean, I, it's so cheesy, but I believe I'm far more efficient with my time when I do these pops and uh-huh. when I'm coming from love because I'm not frenetic. I'm not yes. proving. I'm not hustling. I'm not doing more than I really humanly can do. When you are fueled by love. Yes. And when I'm fueled by these pops where I have a moment to really discern, like, what's my move? It's yeah. not everything. It's not saying yes to everything. These pops for me in my life are about what is my, like, what do I need to say no to to make room? Yeah, it's interesting. There are some people that, you know, we're all wired differently and yes. even in different seasons, you know, there are times when we experience the yeses and the nos differently. Yeah. But some people have a hard time saying yes. Yeah. Like the Shonda. Such a good the point. scandal. Uh, what is the year of yes that she wrote? Yeah. I forget her name. Sh- sorry if you're listening, Shonda. You, she's she's an avid listener of my podcast. Um, no. <laughs> that, that question of I need to, or saying no. Yeah. I'm a yes. I'm a yeser. I'm saying yes all the time. Yeah. And it's like classic because when my doorbell rings, that's that's an example of all the yeses. Because like, I course. have an open door. That's yes. How- okay, we're back. After the man was just trying to sell me windows. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of win- I, I get a lot of window people here. <laughs> they must see how old my windows are. Um, I want to to tell people how they can dance with you. Yeah. I want to encourage people to get these books in your hands because, um, you know, my experience of this, for some reason, it's taken me back when I was a, and this is for all ages, yes. teen girls. Yes. Um, when I was a teenager, I had a devotional book mm, yeah. just like this. Right. And it was my world. It mm-hmm. was my everything to be able to have the craziness yep. that was going on in my school life and my yep. family life. It's like I would go and this was my time to be yep. with my heart and to be with God. And I started my my entire spiritual journey really from this devotional book. Yep. So I want to just say, you know, books like this are tremendous catalysts mm-hmm. for, um, and we're all, you know, getting our hands on what's the, what's the latest book that yeah. I should, you know, this and um, the Soulfully Ablaze as a journal, in journal format, mm-hmm. is, um, is a great summer catalyst for, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're looking at some things on a, you know, soul level and you want to launch some things um, later when the schedules get more cooking in yeah. the fall, you know, traditionally, seasonally, summer's are time to go within yeah. and to sit in a hammock and to ponder your heart mm-hmm. and to think about how, how you want to light up the world and what those superpowers are. Yep. These are the books you need to get a handle on. And um, how can they do that? How can person yeah. listening or watching? Yeah, so um, Live a Blaze will be on Amazon on June 20th. Fabulous. So just type in Live a Blaze, mm-hmm. Sarah Davis and Tracy. And then Soulfully a Blaze will be on Amazon on July 11th. Um, same thing. Be ready Fabulous. To, be and ready local to rock book, it. bookstores, are you doing any? Um, you've done a few signings. You've had a yep. huge launch party. We had a huge launch party. Congratulations Thank on you. that. Thank you. It was so fun. You know how to throw a party. I'm going to book you to. Um... I love the party. <laughs> I love the celebration for sure. It was awesome. It's natural for you. It's effortless, isn't it? 
It's so the celebration. So I love it. Yeah. I wish I could have little taste of heaven. We'll have to do another one in town. Okay, we'll do another one. We'll do a few of these, like with the the um, the um, soulfully ablaze launch as well. Would be great. Um, so check these out online, guys. I am going to be putting all kinds of links up in the blog on magiccarpetlife.com. If you want to, what's a question? What's a juicy question that you can um, prompt readers and listeners and watchers? Something, a really great soul question mm-hmm. that they can think about and respond in the comments or Ooh. not respond. Juicy Just something soul that opens question. up. Um, I would love to hear if you feel like you belong and if you don't, what you think would change if you just could show up and be like, here I am and I belong, I matter, I'm here with a special thing. I don't need to know it yet, but I'm here with it. And I just, I'm curious what, what, would, what would pop up for people. Mm. Um, and don't poo-poo the question too quickly because I've, I've had some conversations with some folks around like teen suicide. Mm-hmm. Like what would happen if those teens really felt like they belonged? on the planet yeah with their peers in their families i mean like it's a question that i think could really change not just our internal journey but how we relate to people as we go about our days yes beautiful yeah do i do i belong belong do i feel like i belong do i know my place yes worth and place and and belonging that's beautiful so i'm going to invite you all to um, consider that pause, reflect, and if you want, leave uh, your response in the comments. Yeah. And you can do that below here if you're um, YouTubing this. Um, and while you are there on YouTube, please click subscribe so that you can get be the first to know for all of these podcasts and um, beautiful magic carpet rides that uh, I get to go on with guests and uh, locally and Soon, I'll be able to travel to some of my favorite places and, and get to interview some of my friends beyond. Awesome. Thank you so much yeah. for being here. And thank you all for listening and for showing up every day and the way that you are. Know that you are loved and you are so, so worthy of love. And um, check out these books on Amazon to, uh, to find out some ways that you can share some of that love. Uh, in your communities and beyond. See you next week on Magic Carpet Life. I'm Tiffany Josephs, and you've been listening to Magic Carpet Life, the podcast. For the visual version of this, head over to magiccarpetlife.com forward slash the show, and then follow me socially on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thanks for tuning in and join me next week for another magic carpet ride.